All right, welcome back to today's Fan FT podcast number five. Uh, for those of you who are have not yet drafted, we're going to be playing a little game called This or That. I'm here with my boy, the very well-intentioned, but unfortunately also very misled, Pranay Sinha. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna be uh, I know I know this. <laughs> all right, this podcast today might get a little heated because uh, we have we have some we're gonna be uh, covering this or that. Basically, we're gonna bring up two players, discuss which one we like more. Um, we're, we have some we have some players that we are de- de- definitely opposing opinions on, so it might get a little heated, but it's all good. We're on it anyway. Um, all right, start it off. Let's talk about long overdue. We've had we've had four episodes of just pure amicable like conversation where we've agreed on almost. Got to get every some stuff player. out. And I think this is the this is the time where you know we just gotta gotta hash it out a little bit, gotta bitch it out, and you know move on from it. Exactly, exactly. So to start it out, let's talk about two players, two wide receivers who in the past have been clear first round picks. Now on new teams via trades, Devontae Adams with Tyreek Hill. Pernay, I know you're going Devontae on this, so I'll let you start it off. Yeah, uh, I, I'd love to start it off on this one, Brett, because I I don't understand your your logic for Tyreek, and I'd love to hear it, but uh, I'll spit I'll spit the logic for Devontae Adams. He, he's the most talented receiver in the league, straight up. Just best route runner in the league. He can create separation like no other. It does not matter who is guarding him. He has so. If you saw his recent interview where he described how he analyzes how to run a route pre-snap, it is ridiculous. He can analyze a defender's motion pre-snap so that a second before the ball is snapped, he can make an audible as to what his route will be, and then he'll torture defender no matter what they do. Like, he understands football like Cooper Cup does, and he can run a route, like, better than anybody else, like Justin Jefferson almost. Like Justin Jefferson almost. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like, he's insane talent. He's might be the best route runner in the league. But, like, he, he's he been a surefire first-round pick in the past because he was the only receiving option for a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback. This year, he's downgrading his quarterback. He's downgrading his head coach by far. And he's adding a lot more competition for targets. So, like, I, I think he's still going to be really good, probably a low-end wide receiver one. But he's going way overdrafted. I think Tyreek Hill is in a much better situation right now. I know I get I get it. There's questions about Tua, but he's with like Mike McDaniel made Debo into like a surefire wide receiver one with like a pretty mid quarterback. He used him as a running back a lot. He knew how to get him open. He knew how to use both of their strengths. So I, I think he did the same thing with Tyreek Hill. I don't see why Tyreek Hill can't still be a great wide receiver one. I, I don't understand – what I don't understand is your whole quarterback dilemma here that you're discussing because, from my understanding, Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, he a, is. And B, Devontae Adams has much less competition for targets than than Tyreek Hill does. Kind of. I Most of my – so most of my um, – most of it, most of the things I like value into like my considerations here are A, the cost. Devontae costs a lot more than Tyreek Hill right now. Also, head coaching is going to be a problem. Um, Devontae needed – he needed, like, to do what he's been doing. He was the only receiving option for Aaron Rodgers. There's no way he's going to keep that up at all. He's going to take a hit in points. He's not going to be – like, he can't continue to do what he did in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers had no choice but to throw to Devontae Adams. I mean, he threw to Aaron Jones too, but, like, now he's got to face like, – compete with, like, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller for targets. Um, I hate Josh McDaniels as a head coach. Hate him. 
I think he sucks. Um, so I don't think the, I don't know how good the Raiders are going to be. As for the Dolphins, I get it. Derek Carr is a better patch of the two, for sure. But I, I just, I love, the, I love like the, um, the, the scheme, I, like the scheme they're going to run. I know for a fact that like Mike, Mike McDaniel, I know for a fact that he's going to build the scheme just so that Tyreek Hill can still eat. And Jalen Waddle, I also like still. I think those two guys are both going to do pretty well this season. Um, and like even Did you saw the pre- what happened with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase when they reunited in the NFL. That, come on, that's not the same thing at all. Zach college Taylor, quarterback, college quarterback and wide receiver that led both of them to the NFL. Dude, come on, that's not the same thing at all. No, bro. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, yes, it is. Chemistry is so huge when it chemistry comes to is huge. Yeah, but like receiver relationship. He, you look at Tua's throws to Tyreek in the offseason. Every single throw is underthrown. They don't have chemistry. Bro, Pat Mahomes is throwing like five picks in the, like a, every practice in his first offseason. Throw a ball, and then Tyree Kill just has the speed to go and catch an overthrown ball and run it for a touchdown. Two Wait, can't he's so fast. He's so fast, dude. Like you saw in the preseason, he's like first two was like first pass in the preseason. 50-something-yard bomb to Tyree Kill. Is if he has to come back five yards for a pass, that's exactly no. what he did. He still caught it. Dude, he I, caught so it, I know. but he didn't run it for a touchdown. So what? The whole point of what he would do dude, is maybe score two touchdowns a game, I just, and one I, of them was like, just a breakaway touchdown on I a I think it's going to be close. Time. I like Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill is a safer bet right now. I think he's got – I mean, maybe not safer, but, like, I think Ty, I think Devontae's – He's not safer. He's not safer, but, like, I think Devontae's, I think Devontae's ceiling is going to be inherently capped because he's going to – like, Derek Carr is great, great quarterback. He's not throwing, like, 40-something touchdowns a year like Aaron Rodgers was doing. So his touchdown tolls are going to get cut. He's not. Dude, comparing, he's not doing what Aaron Rodgers did. Adams, you you are talking about Devontae Adams and comparing him to old Devontae Adams. We are comparing Devontae Adams to Tyree Kill. Devontae Adams' no, 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 current situation with Derek Carr is more prime than Tua than Tyree Kill's current situation with Tua Tagovailoa. I disagree. I think I think say, say, Derek Carr. I get it. I get it that like the transitions are somewhat similar. I think the biggest difference, though, I think it's in the coaching staff. I like. I hate Josh. I can't stand Josh McDaniel as a head coach. I think he sucks. I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders. I think, I think if the Raiders had kept their, I think if the Raiders had kept their coaching staff, I would be a little bit higher on Devontae. I'd still knock him down from last year, a good amount, but like I'd definitely be higher. I just, I just, I can't stand McDaniel. I think the Raiders are not going to be that good this. Year. Like I don't think the, I don't know if the Raiders are going to be that good this year. Has um, McDaniel ever been a head coach before? Or is this Mike, his first year as a head coach? Josh McDaniel or Mike McDaniel? Jo- Josh McDaniel. He's the head yeah, coach. Yeah, he was a head coach with Denver. He was, so he was offensive coordinator with the Patriots, went to Denver to be a head coach, completely shat the bed there, just like completely butchered their offense, and then returned to New England with his tail between his legs. Like he, I think he just sucked. Like, I, I, I think that's a valid point that you have there, right? Coaching is a huge factor when it comes to the NFL, but where do the Dolphins have a solid coaching situation right now? Dude, Mike they McDaniel lost their he, coach dude, due he, to discrimination due to racial bias. Yeah, I, I, so I thought that firing at the time, I thought that firing Flores was a bad call, but I think Mike, like Mike McDaniel, go, like, even just entering the offseason before he got hired by the Dolphins, I thought he was an excellent coach. I would really wish the Giants had grabbed him. Because I think he's a really good head coach. I think he's really incre- incredibly smart. I love Dable. I I, I, I like Dable. I think he was a good hire. I think this guy would have been better because you saw what happened with the Niners last year. You saw what Debo did last year. You can do this now. You have Tyreek Hill, who's even better. Um, and you, Tua versus Jimmy G. I mean, like I upside wise, Tua has more upside than Jimmy G. So like, right there, you you know, it's immediately an upgrade. So I think Tua. 
Tua has more upside than Jimmy G. That's not to say that he has more upside than Derek Carr. Derek Carr could legitimately okay, but look throw at, for 5,000 passes. He could, he could, he could, but like Hunter Renfro. And- I really don't see throwing for that many yards. I don't, like, see, here's the thing, though. Like, he doesn't even need to, though, because Tyreek Hill can do all the work. He can also, he also, he's gonna have that. He can have that rushing upside too. You saw what Debo did last year in that, that Mike Daniel scheme. In the picture. That only that only happens if Jalen. Dude, Waddle's they're gonna use. No, it doesn't. They're gonna use Tyreek yes, Hill too. No, no, Tyreek Hill is gonna get some rushing touchdowns this year. I'm positive you're, you're about that. You're talking about how Devontae's ceiling is capped. Tyreek Hill's ceiling is capped way more because of Jalen Waddle and the fact that Tua is just not as good. See. Here's the thing, though. Like, I think the drop, I think the drop from Pat Mahomes to Tua is way, way greater than the drop from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. See, way, way greater. I'm, I'm not gonna like completely disagree with that. I just, I just, I don't trust the heck the coaching there. Um, I, I like, I don't know. He's got, he does have more comment. Like Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are two great players. They're two very good players who are absolutely gonna eat into that target share. The old, like Jalen Waddle is like the only is like the only real competition for targets in Miami, and you know for a fact that they're going to design the offense to Jalen sure Waddle, Chase Edmonds, Mike Gesicki. Gesicki, dude, they like Gisette, they're trying to trade Gesicki. He's like honest. He got his foot a half out the door in Miami. Uh, Chase Edmonds is like I I I don't like Tua doesn't really throw to running backs anyway, there. so I'm not He's too still worried there about to eat up targets. Dude, Tua barely throws to running backs, so it's the thing. Like I I just I don't see. Edmonds or Kiseki really eating into any receiver's target it's share about much. coaching. It, it's not it's about, about coaching. And Mike McDaniel is much better than Josh McDaniel. How the coaches Yeah, and Mike McDaniel was going to but use Tyree Kill very well. Chase Edmonds is still in the mix. He's still a pass catching back. They signed him for a reason. They're going to be throwing him passes. Dude, so is Elijah Mitchell. He didn't catch that many balls in San Fran. They used Debo running the ball half the time. I think I think that coaching scheme is going to translate very well for Tyree Kill. I think they're going to design the offense around Tyree Kill. Um, in a way that really lets him. It's going to be a very different Tyreek Hill. You're, I don't think you're going to see as many um, as many deep balls. I think what you're going to see is a lot more of short, quicker passes to Tyreek Hill, where he can just use his speed, burn defenders, make big plays out of it, or using him in like as I mentioned before, the running game. Um, because of that, because of I think he's going to have a lot more versatile usage. I think that Tyreek Hill is still going to be a very good fantasy player. Um. Anyway, uh, we should probably should probably move on from that topic. Um, let's move on. Let's let's move on from that topic. How about uh, Travis Kelsey versus Mark Andrews? I I feel like most people here are going to go. Most people that I've seen go Kelsey because of Tyreek Hill's absence. Um, I'm personally going Andrews, but if you want, I want to hear your opinions first. No, hundred percent. I'm actually. I used to be a lot bigger on Andrews in the off season. I actually was on your side when it came to this. The only thing that's actually pushing me more towards the Kelsey side right now is Isaiah Likely. And that's that's yeah, I agree with that. That the Ravens anyway. drafted for for those of you who don't know, the Ravens drafted a tight end um, in this past off season, and this guy has been popping off. He went twelve for twelve on twelve catches on twelve targets for over a hundred yards and a touchdown in two games, and not only that, most of that was in one half. So. He's gotten to. He's built himself up to the point where even Mark Andrews is like, "Yeah, this guy's got that it factor." How are the Ravens not going to use him like as well? How are they not going to run a two tight end scheme and then throw him the ball as well? I really think that. You know, I love Mark Andrews. He's been my boy the past few years, but I really think that this new guy Isaiah Likely has like a lot of potential to hurt Andrews from a fantasy perspective. 
Fair enough, yeah. Um, so, for a while, I have been leaning more Andrews. I think it's getting closer now, A, because of likely. Also, another um, stat that I kind of noticed that I think hurts Andrews' value a little bit is the fact that um, Andrews performed a lot. He, he still performed really well with Lamar in the field, but um, when they had um, Tyler Huntley uh, running, uh, running offense, Andrews was real. That's when Andrews was really eating. That's when he was really like popping off and winning people fantasy leagues. Um, that being said, the Ravens lost Marquise Brown. Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. These are two tight ends and great offenses, um, primed to serve as target hogs. I think the biggest difference is that the Chiefs made a bunch of efforts to really try and replace Tyreek Hill's um, target share. Um, they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They brought in MVS. They brought in Sky Moore. I think the Chiefs' offense this year is going to be a lot more spread around. Beyond that, Travis Kelsey was starting to fade a little bit down the stretch. He wasn't this, down the stretch. He wasn't really the same Travis Kelsey that we were used to seeing a little bit. And now he's going. Now he's going even higher than he was last year. He's going like end of the first round right now, which I think is I I think he's a great player, great tight end target. But I think end of the first round, early second round, I think that's ridiculous for him. Um, he went bottom of the second round in my league, but okay, I, okay. I do understand that his ADP is quite yeah. quite high. It's yeah, I mean even like even there, like that's still that's definitely a lot better, but I think it's still a little bit high. Um, just because I think for sure. I think it's gonna be a lot. I mean, the tight end this tight end position this year, I think it's gonna be pretty. I mean, it's gonna be a bunch of good targets. Yeah, I don't think be honest, for, to reach on that. From my perspective, I really think my my advice to anybody who's drafting this weekend or next is just well, I'm not sure that anybody can necessarily be drafting next weekend because next weekend's football weekend. Yeah, but um, you know, anybody who's drafting this weekend and is listening to this podcast in time for the draft. My advice is stay clear of Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews because I think I both of them that. have red flags on their names going into this season that just don't justify their ADP. Yeah, I agree with that. Like they're they're still elite targets at the tight end position. Um, they're still like the clear top two tight end targets. But I agree that there I think are there are enough red flags that like their ADP is a little ridiculous. Both of their ADPs are a little ridiculous. Um, going back to Isaiah Likely though. Um, I think that's definitely a concern. However, I, th- I don't think it's that as much of a concern as um, it otherwise would be. I think because the Ravens didn't really try and replicate um, and bring in any big receivers to offset the loss of Marquise Brown, I think that they're going to be running a lot more two tight end sets this year. I think there's I think there is a scenario where more in which both tight ends can eat. I don't think we've seen anything like this since um, Rob Gronkowski and a certain unnamed New England Patriots tight end. Um, but in general, yeah, I think that, <laughs> I think that, um, I think that there is a scenario in which both Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews can eat. So Isaiah Likely, I do think is a good, is a pretty good tight end target, um, down the stretch in your drafts. Um, I think Andrews is still going to be really good. I, I, um, I, I also agree that I don't necessarily think he's going to be as good as last year. Um, but as of now, I would probably lean more Andrews over Kelsey. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Right. All right. Sounds good. Um, speaking of the Ravens, how about Jalen Hurts versus Lamar Jackson? What do you What do you think about that? I, I think it's a fair comparison to to have. I I had Jalen Hurts on my team last year, and he definitely was he he was a stud for me through and through. Um, lo- love his rushing ability, but I do think that a lot of that came from garbage time, which I am a little bit concerned about come this year. Um, I also think that they'll try to establish the run game a little bit more through Miles Sanders this year. Um, so a little bit concerned about 
Um, his rushing potential this year, I think that may actually go down like in the slightest, but I think what will go up a significant amount is his passing rating. Yeah. I think that um, with the addition of A.J. Brown, I really, truly think that he and A.J. Brown are going to develop good chemistry, and I think that all of a sudden you're going to see Jalen Hurts break out as a top-tier passing QB. And I think maybe not top-tier, but wow. definitely That's above cool. the, the tier wherever he's currently at. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and call him a Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, anything like that. He's not, straight up. But I do think that he'll make the jump on the passing end, whereas Lamar, I feel like, has only lost weapons this year. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I feel like because of that, Lamar will probably have to do work some more magic with his feet than through the air. And I think yeah. that that's a little bit concerning um, for him at his age, but great for a fantasy uh, great from a fantasy perspective, you know? Yeah. So for that reason, I'm probably going to say I'm leaning Lamar on this one. Um, because from a fantasy perspective, I think he's going to amount to more on the ground than through the air, but as a whole, who's actually going to be better off, I would probably argue Jalen Hurts. Okay. Fair enough. Outside yeah, I, of fantasy perspective. yeah, I agree. I, I pretty much agree with everything you said there. Um, I, um, these are two, both, both of these quarterbacks have QB1 overall potential. I think that if either one of those quarterbacks is going to hit it, I'm thinking Jalen Hurts has a better chance purely because they added A.J. Brown, and you know for a fact that the offense runs through him. Uh, you brought up Miles Sanders. I actually think that they added, the Eagles added Trey Sermon too. I think that Trey Sermon could be a sneaky ad for fantasy leagues, especially deeper leagues, because I think that I don't think Miles Sanders can't stay healthy. Trey Sermon's a big bruising back. I think they can, I think they can use him pretty pretty effectively. So Kenneth Gainwell stock definitely took a hit with that signing. Um, anyway, back to the topic at hand. Um, I think that yeah, I agree. They're pretty like they're they should be going around the same range. I put them in like a very very similar tier. I think they're very very close. They both have a ton of rushing upside. I yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think Jalen Hurts or you said Lamar. I think I'm going. I think I'm going to lean more Jalen Hurts just because they added AJ. They did add AJ Brown. Um, I think Lamar because of restricted weapons i think that his uh his stats might have a little bit more volatility on a week-to-week basis than jalen hurts this year um so just because of that i'm probably gonna lean jalen hurts um all right how about uh let's move on how about michael thomas or Allen robinson this is an interesting one i do think that's an interesting one i think i mean if michael thomas stays healthy over the course of the season, I think you only have his last healthy season to base it off of. And I think because of that, you kind of have to take Michael Thomas over Allen Robinson. Um, assuming that he's fully healthy. For me, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas is the number one receiver receiving option on his team, whereas Allen Robinson's the number two. Granted, Michael Thomas has Jameis Winston throwing to him, whereas Allen Robinson has Matt Stafford, who's a lot more proven. But nevertheless, I don't think Jameis is too bad of a knock. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, if you have a fantasy receiver on his team, because he supported Mike Edwin, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin to have both incredible yeah. fantasy seasons before he left in his thirty for thirty season, you know. So I do think that assuming Michael Thomas is going to be healthy, which I'm not a doctor, so I can't predict. I have no idea what's going on behind behind the scenes with with his body, with his ankle, with his knees, stuff like hamstring, stuff like that. Um, but assuming he's healthy, I put him over Allen Robinson 
all things considered and injury risk considered, I'm probably taking Allen Robinson over Mike Thomas just because I got faith in Matt Stafford. I think Cooper Cooper Cup will regress a little bit to the mean, not too much. He will still be a top-tier receiver, but I do think that he'll regress a little bit. And because of that, you'll see Allen Robinson looking a little bit better even than what OBJ did on the Rams. So I'm going to preface this by saying um, I most of the reports have indicated that Michael Thomas is fully healthy. Um, everything that I've seen suggests that he should be good to go for the season. So his health is not really a concern to me. That being said, I'm taking Allen Robinson. Um, I think Michael Thomas is a great talent. We've seen him pop off in the past, but we've also seen Allen Robinson pop off in the past. Um, however, there are some differences between when out when Michael Thomas popped off versus now. Um, his quarterback, he was th- he was playing with Drew Brees. He was throwing for like five thousand yards a year. Not to say that Jameis can't, but like it's definitely a big drop off between the two. Um, beyond that, his only competition yeah. for targets at that point was like Alvin Kamara. Now he's also fighting with an incredible rookie in Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, who are both going to command a who should both command a pretty uh, pretty high target share. So I think Michael Thomas's upside is definitely not what it used to be at all. Um, Allen Robinson, I think his floor is probably safe, a little bit safer, uh, just because it's going to be him. It's going to be Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson show in, in LA. Um, and I also say the only concern that I have about Allen Robinson that I actually want to bring up to you, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, is a point was made to me that you know where Allen Robinson failed last year, Darnell Mooney thrived, and I think that that's a very interesting take to bring up because. It almost brings up the idea that Allen Robinson truly may be regressing as a receiver early on. You know, obviously he's not, he hasn't hit that 30 mark yet. He's still at 29 years old. He still can snap back into it. The Bears offense was trash. Justin Fields was not good last year. So there was all that to consider as well. But my my concern um, when, when I heard about this was that, you know, Allen Robinson was still was fully healthy last year. He was fully operating, and he just didn't perform well straight up. People just dropped him in leagues to the point and picked up Darnell Mooney. And Darnell Mooney served as very viable, like as a very viable flex candidate, if not a wide receiver too. Yeah, he was a flex candidate, but at the same time, I mean, he's going from Justin Fields, who was in his first season last year, um, to one of the most proven quarterbacks in the league in Matt Stafford. Uh, he's taking over the role that both Robert Woods and Odell Beckham Jr. both succeeded in. I don't see why he can't do the same thing. I think he's going to be a strong. I think he's going to be a strong wide receiver two candidate. He's got weekly touchdown upside. He should hit some good, pretty good reception and yards totals. He's not like his, his upside is capped for sure. He's not going to be like a, he's not going to be your wide receiver one for sure. But I think I think just because of the situation that he's in, I think he's a pretty safe. I usually hate taking receivers on new teams, but I think he's coming cheap enough. And I think he has like a pretty built-in role to, into that offense, so I think he's a pretty safe candidate there. Um, I agree. It also kind of yeah. it also kind of does depend on like what you're looking for in that in that selection. Um, if you're looking for a guy who can possibly like have some back end wide receiver one upside, Michael Thomas might have a slightly better shot at that. Um, but I think that Allen Robinson is probably the safer bet at this point. I agree with that 100. percent now, um, with all that being said, let's move on to a topic that I, I think is very interesting. I think this is a league-winning topic to be discussed. Oh, interesting. And that's Portland Sutton versus Jerry Juice. I, I think it's whoever tough. can 
correctly pinpoint which receiver will be the the guy for Russ has league winning potential because you're getting either of them at the bottom of the fourth, beginning of the fifth round. And to me, that's just silly. So are you, are you team side on your this? Thoughts on which one? Are you team side uh, on I this? I want to hear what your thoughts are, but I am team side. You're team side. This. this is going to be another argument. I'm team Judy here, I think. Um, All right. Let, let me hear it. This so, one I'm not as passionate about. As okay, okay, okay. I'm curious. Fair enough. Um, I, like I don't, I actually, I did see. I did. My big concern is I actually didn't. I was more team Judy until I heard something today that like apparently Sutton's been the favorite target of Russ by far in practices. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it's you're going against backup cornerbacks. Um, he's a big body. If he's getting open, Russ is going to throw to him. However, um, like as in terms of like recency, like when Judy and Sutton are both healthy, Judy's out targeting Cortland Court, Sutton. He's scoring more fantasy points, picking up more yards. He's just generally playing better than Cortland Sutton. And Russ likes like I know I say um I know I say um people are thinking oh he likes to throw the deep ball, but he loves to target the slot. Look at what Tyler Lockett did. Cortland Sutton is not DK Metcalf. So he's not going to like he's not as he's not as fast. I think he's I think I still think he's good, but he's not going to get the same kind of separation. Um, he can definitely he can win the jump ball sure, but I I just I I mean I think that's great for him. I think he's I think there's I think there's definitely a scenario where they both succeed, but. In terms of both floor, in terms of floor, I'm definitely leaning more Jerry Judy here. Um, he's just he's played really well. I think he's going to have a workload built in. Um, I'm not sold that Sutton is going to. Um, I think most people are leaning more Sutton. I'm not sold that he's going to um, live up to that. Really, I I actually think that's a very valid perspective to have. You know, I think um, I think. The safer floor argument for Jerry Judy is incredibly valid. You know, I think that's honestly what's more likely to happen. I think Judy's going to fill in the locker role. Uh, Corlin Sun will fill in the DK role. And I do think you bring up a valid point that Corlin Sun's not as talented as DK. So if he's going to fill in the DK role, will he be as good as DK was? Who knows? But also one thing I'm thinking about is, well, if Russ has more time in the pocket to actually look down the football field, he may be able to give, he may have been able to give DK even a better floor than what DK had with Russ. You know, I think one of the biggest problems for Russ was that he just had to rush it. And only if DK was able to get down super, super quick, which he for the most part was, then Russ would take the shot at him. But for the most part, Russ didn't have the time and he didn't have as much mobility as he has in the past to scramble and make a crazy, crazy play. So I think his time in the pocket with an improved Broncos offensive line will give Sutton that time to, you know, get down the field, separate himself from defender, make himself open for us. And then there's going to be more opportunity there for Sutton to have a slightly higher floor than DK did. Um, but nevertheless, I do agree that Jerry Judy is going to have the higher floor in general. For sure. And also, even on the outside, um, even when they're playing on the outside, Judy's had more success and he has more speed than Sutton. I think that... Um, he's like he's shown that he can also play the deep ball. I think that I, just, I think that Judy has more. I think he has a higher floor, and I think that if he winds up being the guy, I think he could also possibly have more upside than Sutton. Um, so I'm definitely leaning more Judy there between the two. I, I still am going to be Team Sutton because I I buy into I'm buying into the preseason hype. I'm buying into the chemistry, and I think that chem, like like we discussed with Devontae. Tyreek, right? I think chemistry is a big factor. I think chemistry is going to be a huge reason why Devontae and Derek Carr are going to do better than Tua and Tyreek. And 
you know, I think that Russ and Cortland Sutton have demonstrated incredible chemistry. Russ went out and publicly called Cortland Sutton the best receiver he's seen in years. You know, I who, who was Russ throwing to last year? DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. He inadvertently called Cortland Sutton a better receiver than both of them. Like that's that's just like come on, DK Metcalf is like pretty clearly. I feel like he's pretty clearly better than Cortland Sutton. Like Sutton's not. It's not a knock on Sutton. DK is just very good. I mean, you got you kind of like that's one of those interesting scenarios where like you kind of have to say that because that's your new wide receiver. You can't like what you do say, oh, DK is better than this guy, even though he's my new receiver. Um, so like that's that's not really something I'm gonna like buy too much into. Well, I think I also think Russ meant that from from a football knowledge perspective. I think he meant it from understanding the game. I think maybe, but I think he has a lot of high praise for Portland Sutton's meant like mental like capacity with the game. I think he. He's a very smart football player, and I think Russ really appreciates that, which is why he was commending him to that end. But I also do think, you know, it, it doesn't – you got to play the game as well. It's not just about how much you understand the game, right? Yeah. So I do think that there's something to it with that with that connection that's going to amount to ridiculous fantasy value for, for their ADP. Either or, I think both picks are great at ADP. Yeah. I think they're, um, I think they're, they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good. I think they're like – I think they're about right. I like. Um, I'm not really going to necessarily reach for either one of them, but like at the same time, if one of them slips, I'll, I'll happily scoop them up. Um, I kind of because I think there's also like a little bit of risk in there until like in terms of like how what's what the offense is, is going to look like. Um, you kind people kind of you kind of got the sense that it's either one of them is going to really eat and the other one is not going to at all, or they're both going to be pretty good. Um, so there's like there's like a little bit of risk in there. Uh, so I kind of I kind of I do kind of want to see it play out first before I really like bump one up. Uh, but between the two of them, I'm definitely leaning more Judy. Um, anyway, how about uh, let's let's um let's go. Let's how about some how about some running backs? I don't think we've talked about uh, any running backs right now. So about two guys that I do not like very much. Let's talk about uh, Travis Etienne or Brees Hall. Yeah, I also don't like either of those guys very much. Um, I, to be very honest, I, I think of the two, Travis Etienne has higher upside than Brees Hall does this year. I think Jets are way more likely to run by committee. Whereas if Travis Etienne proves himself like pretty early on, and James Robinson yeah. still recovering from Achilles tear, then, you know, I think Travis Etienne is a very clear path to having some fantasy value and especially from a PPR standpoint, because he's a crazy pass catching quarterback and it, there's no question as to whether Trevor Lawrence will throw the same passes to Travis Etienne because they did it for so long at Clemson. You know, they, they already have that proven chemistry and it's just about seeing them on the field together, working their magic. And I really think that because of that, Travis Etienne will do better, but also Travis Etienne's ceiling is capped because of James Robinson. Brees Hall's ceiling is capped because of Michael Carter. The Jets are going – I mean, Michael Carter proved himself tremendously last year to have tremendous value. You know, I don't think they're just going to ignore that because they have Brees Hall. I think it's going to be a one-two punch. And I think because of that, I, I'm not taking that any I, – I don't want anything to do with the Jets' backfield. But if you ask me to take a gamble, if Travis Etienne falls, maybe – like to the yeah. bottom of the fifth round, top of the sixth round, maybe I take him there. But at his current ADP, which is bottom of the third, top of the fourth, yeah, too I, much. I disagree with that. Too much, yeah. No, like I also Way too much. Wait, Doug too Peterson much. has like your, you're blowing your chances at winning the league. Yeah, no, I like Doug Peterson has like never 
put out running like a fantasy running back one. And he's had his chances too with the Eagles. Jay Ajahi, they give him like a fourth and a seventh. Oh, he's had his chances. Him. He's had his chances, and he just sure. always he always runs a committee. So I hate that for yep. him. And he's on a, and that's and now he's with, with an even worse offense. So like I really I don't trust either one, yep. like, either him or James Robinson. Um, Robinson's might be the better value right now, but like at the same time, he's coming off an Achilles tear with a bad offense. I then now with Etienne too. Um, so I'm I'm just steering clear of both of them. Brees Hall, I think, is a better floor, especially in the long run, because you know he's going to he's going to have like he he should have a down roll. He's going to get Michael Carter has been rumored to be the RB one to start the season. Um, I can see that kind of changing up a little bit down um, as the season progresses. So I think that down the stretch, Brees Hall could have some value, but right now he's going like the fourth round, which I think is way too high for a guy that you don't even on a bad offense that you don't even know if he's going to be their guy to start the season. Um, how about how about either one of those two guys or Damian Pierce? What are you leaning there? I'm I'm high Pierce. on Damian Pierce. I like Damian I'm Pierce a lot. Between, crazy, between those three, high on Damian Pierce. I was so pissed that I didn't get him in my fantasy draft. <laughs> he he and AJ Dillon were two guys that I really really wanted and i just happened to yeah i just happened to miss out on them and you know i i got other sleepers that i was really happy with for sure like my Cortland Sutton being one of them who had fallen to me i had also gotten rashad bateman and brandon Ayuk, which i was very happy about as well as adam thielen at the bottom of the eighth or top of the ninth or something like that which i thought was a slip in adp yeah but you know at the end of the day i I, I think Damian Pierce, clear-cut running back one, volume's king in fantasy exactly. because of that. I don't care about the Texans' offense being bad. I think Davis Mills is a good quarterback. I think he kind of proved himself last year. I think Mills support, Mafia. You know, I, I think he can support um, Damian Pierce to do really good things. And Pierce shined in the preseason. He shined in the preseason. He looked really good. He looked, he looked good, really good. I think. I think that's gonna that's gonna translate to the regular season. Absolutely, yeah. I think that. Uh, I mean, he looked really good. They cut. Like, they clearly love him a lot. They cut Marlon Mack for him. Uh, his only yep. competition for touches is like washed up Rex Burkhead. Yep. Um, the offense. He's gonna be a big part of that offense. He should definitely get his share. Um, I think that every you know every year you see a rookie running back um, just turn up the Jets and become like a RB one. I think Pierce could be that guy this year. I yep. volume is king in fantasy football. He's going to get his volume. Um, when you're evaluating the state of an offense, the quality of an offense, I think that it uh, it depends on the situation. I think that it matters a lot more if you're in a committee versus if you are on a if you are a true workhorse. And I think this guy's a workhorse, so I don't think that the state of the offense really matters all too much. Uh, you brought up AJ Dillon now. How about uh, AJ Dillon versus Kareem Hunt? Who you got there? Oh, AJ Dillon, for sure. You, I'm a Dillon, you're talking, too. Leaning more Dillon. Talk, I, I don't think that's too much of a debate because for me, it's like hey, you got a 1A and you got a 1A, uh, as yeah. you know, the Packers coach said recently. I, I think that's very clear. And I think you know, you look at their volume, you look at AJ Dillon's volume with Aaron Jones last year was split 50-50. You know? not, not to say that it's going to remain the same because they don't have the same offensive coordinator, but and I, from my understanding, the new offensive coordinator is quite high on Aaron Jones. But I think AJ Dillon at his value is absurd. You know, I, yeah. I think the fact that he's going to be a one A alongside a one A and Aaron Jones, whereas Aaron Jones is going bottom of the second, top of the third, and AJ Dillon's going seventh, eighth round, something like that. Maybe even a little bit higher, maybe sixth round, something like that. Um, I, I think it's absurd. 
Yeah. I think AJ Dillon's value just is through the roof right now. Yeah, he's going he's going pretty undervalued for sure, uh, especially in an offense where they lost a massive target in Devontae Adams and they didn't really try to replace him because of that. Both their running backs should do very, very well this season. Um, I, I think Kareem Hunt's a great pick too. I think he's like he's shown time and time again that even even with behind serving behind Nick Chubb, um, he can still return like RB two numbers and like provide a strong week when you need it. So Kareem Hunt's a very good pick too. But in terms of upside, the combination of like upside and floor, they have pretty similar floors. But AJ Dillon's upside is definitely probably at this point, unless barring a trade from for Kareem Hunt, at this point AJ Dillon's upside is undoubtedly higher than. Cream Hunt, so I think I'm going to lean Dylan too there with you. Yeah, I would say the last point that I have on Hunt is that I've taken my chances with Kareem Hunt the past couple of years. Yeah, ever, he was since, the Chiefs, though. ever since he broke out with the Chiefs, I had been taking my shots on Kareem Hunt, and it's never really paid out for me. Really? He's yeah. always been hurt. He's always come back. He never has the true like RB1 game that you're looking for from a PPR perspective with him being the pass catching back. Yeah. I, I think this is the year where I've just fallen off on the hunt wave. I just Fair don't enough. think that he he's going to produce that value. So I'm personally low on him unless he falls to me at an absurd value. But at his current at, – if A.J. Dillon and Kareem Hunt are both on the board, I'm taking Dillon, no doubt. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, what do you think? Uh, you got time for one more or should we, uh, should we wrap this up now? Let's hit one more. All right. I think one more that I kind of want to touch on was uh, Joe Mixon versus some guys that are going a little bit later in um, in uh, James Conner or Leonard Fournette. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk about the three of them really quickly. Um, Mixon was great last year. I've been burned by him way too much. I took him for like three years in a row, and every time he'd get hurt or just shit the bed. So I'm, between those three, I'm, Mixon's coming last for me personally. That being said, I understand if you want to take him because he's – Done it before that should, like he did it last. He was really good last year. That shouldn't change. But at the same time, James Conner and Leonard Fournette, like they're going a lot later than I feel like they should be. Like James Conner, when James Chase Edmonds was off the field, was electric. He was like the RB one when when Chase Edmonds was out. So I don't know why he's going so late. I get it. He has some injury concerns, but um, he was absolutely electric. I, I people are like worried about like touchdown regression. He was still he was averaging like five targets a game. He was the guy on the ground, and also like even if he does regress a little bit in touchdowns, he's going to be their guy in the red zone still too. So I I, I think he's he in the third James Conner like the second third round like end of the second early third. I think it's a value right there. Um, in terms of Leonard Fournette, he's going like kind of in between the two. I think he should be going a lot higher too because he I don't know they lost some offensive line pieces sure the Bucks, uh, but he's now they don't have Ronald Jones anymore, so he's clearly the running. RB one there. Tom Brady loves throwing to his running backs. The only concern is if that like maybe they play Rashad White a little bit, but like even still, Leonard Fournette's like kind of a beast. He's shown it before. I I don't see any reason why barring an injury that's going to change. So I think between those three guys, I'm probably putting Mixon um, towards the bottom of the list. I agree. I actually very strongly agree with that. I think Mixon's way too way too high on ADP. I also don't trust. Um, Mixing it in terms of staying healthy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. History right now. Um, like he's also injury prone. He had two separate injuries. Had He had a concussion, then he had an ankle sprain, then he had a knee tear in 2018. He had a shin bruise in 2020 as well as a foot sprain in 2020. And then he had two ankle sprains in 2021. Yeah. And I think he played probably the 
most number of games that he played because I don't think he missed any time in 2021. So maybe he matched 2019 or something like that. But I think his odds of doing it twice, running two healthy seasons back-to-back, are just low. One thing that I'm very interested to hear your take on is I'm a little bit curious as to why you're low on Mixon but high on McCaffrey because you've gotten burned by McCaffrey too. I've seen you get burned by McCaffrey. I've been so burned how by are you? He's just so good. Like so for Mixon, like I get that he like he had a great last year. I you said his eighty pace like too high. I, I maybe like a little bit, but honestly, I think like early second round is probably a fair ADP for him. Like I'm personally staying away because I've been burned by him. But, like, McCaffrey, I know he burned me before, but he's also, like, really crushed. Remember that one year, like, 2019, where I was, was like, between Saquon and McCaffrey? I'm like, you're, like, you're like gassing. I'm saying, like, oh, Saquon's the clear RB1. I was like, nah, I'm going McCaffrey. He's the boy. That okay, he, Saquon was the clear RB1. If no, he was not. It was, dude, McCaffrey was, like, a better cast pass catcher. Um, he's, like, the clear guy on that team. Uh, Giants, like, both offenses, neither offense is good, but, like, at least the Panthers were, like, going to throw to him a lot more. And, like, he popped off that year. He was insane. Um, because of that, I, he has that upside. To, I think he, like, he has that upside to completely win you leagues. He's like, if it was like, if he wasn't, if he didn't have the upside that he has, if it was like John Taylor with that same kind of injury history, um, I would say I would probably steer a little bit clear. It's like kind of like Austin Eckler versus like, you know, like, Austin Eckler's also really good, but he doesn't have that same upside that McCaffrey does. Like, for McCaffrey, like, 25 points is, like, a bad week. Or, like, a aver- like average at worst week. Um, average at best, I guess. Uh, he's he's just, he's insane. Like, if he's, as long as he stays healthy, he's a fantasy cheat code. And I don't see why that's going to change this year, so. I, he's, I, my, I he's my RB1. Thing, I just think the biggest thing is, I, I don't understand your, your confidence in him staying healthy versus Mixon not. Like it's a concern, sure, but like all of his injuries in the past have been I'm like so I'm I'm worried about I'm I'm worried in like a similar sense about the two of them staying healthy. The big difference though is that Mixon does not have anywhere near the same level of pass catching upside that McCaffrey has. So in standard leagues, Mixon should be a late first round pick for sure. But in like PPR leagues, like what we're doing, um he doesn't have that same pass catching upside. Like it's he's playing on the Bengals offense with like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They had Hayden Hurst, who's in a, which is a tight end upgrade for sure. So I don't see him catching that many passes this year either. So he's got to score touchdowns on the ground. I so for that reason, I think his um I think his upside is like a little bit. I think his upside is more like a little bit capped. Definitely not near anywhere near the same upside that Christian McCaffrey has. So. Yeah, so like I think McCaffrey somewhere much more the risk. Should you be on the same tier as McCaffrey? No, no, I get that, I get that. Yeah. But like, if it's between a guy like Mixon versus like a James Conner, Leonard Fournette, they all all three of them have like an injury injury history. The big difference is that Conner and Fournette both catch more passes than Mick Joe Mixon, and that probably won't change this year, especially in um, probably Fournette's case, I guess. Is For Conner too. More passes than Joe Mixon. What? Who? Yeah, Connor caught a lot. Of, he was an underrated pass catcher last year. Hey, let me pull it up. No, Mixon caught ten more or five more receptions on the year. Then. Well, because Connor for most of the year he was serving like as the RB two or like RB one B with Chase Edmonds. So when when it was just James Connor on the field, he was electric. He was catching here. James Connor is a wholly inefficient rusher, bro. Dude. 
he's he's on a great offense. He's he was the RB five last year, even serving half the most of the year behind Chase Edmonds. Um, let's see. Last week he had six receptions on six targets. Before that he had two receptions. Before that he had nine receptions. He had another game with five receptions. Another with five. Early in the year he wasn't catching. He caught like what was it like five passes up up, up until the um, Packers game. After that, five three five two nine two six. Those are great pass catching numbers. Those are very strong RB one numbers. And that was most of the time. That was most of the time when Chase Edmonds was hurt and he really started picking up much more of a role. So in terms of like. Receiving upside for between James Conner and Joe Mixon, give me give me Conner for sure. Yeah, I agree with that, sir. Anyway, I think uh, do you have any other any other uh, comparisons you want to make, or uh, should we wrap this up now? No, I think we're good to wrap up this episode now. Right. But thank you all for listening to. Um, I believe this was episode five. Episode five. Uh, yep. Episode five of the my underscore fan ft. Uh, podcast be sure to give us a follow on instagram be sure to give us some love because we're trying to keep this going and yeah we'll we'll stay tuned for or be sure to stay tuned for episode six yes sir thank you guys for the support look forward to having you guys out in the next one